Hello and welcome back to another episode of Zap. My name's Beck. And my name's Jono. And Zap was formed on the basis that there is a lot of good quality journalism out there. And so this is the other stuff. We aim to make the good trash treasure by finding weird, wacky and wonderful news stories from all over the world. We talk about it, we laugh about it and we make segments somewhat loosely related to it. Uh, But before we jump into today, Beck, I have great news. Uh, I come bearing excellent news. Oh, Actually, one of two pieces of good news before we jump into today. But the first one uh, is that today is our day. Uh, It is National Laugh and Get Rich Day. And if there's one thing we do a lot of on this podcast, and you've done just now, it's laugh. And if there's one thing that sounds pretty good right about now, it would be to get rich. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm really banking on this episode getting us straight to the top of the Spotify charts. That's really my my hope uh, and my dream. And... I also wanted to talk about some huge news related to the uh, the podcast charts Ooh. that I forgot to mention last week. And um, so last week we received uh, an email, um, a peculiar email to the Zap email <laughs> account uh, from somebody named Carlos. Now, Carlos is someone we've never spoken to before. No idea who Carlos is. Could be um, a long-time listener. We have no maybe. idea. Maybe. <laughs> we, we have no idea. The only thing I know about Carlos is that Carlos works uh, for a company that looks at podcasts and specifically the like statistics and performance of different podcasts. And uh, Carlos, he sent an email to tell us that our podcast, Zap the Podcast was doing really well in the podcast charts. And specifically, it was doing really well in the comedy category. It was at rank 52 Oof. in the in the comedy category. But not here in Australia. Uh, we, we were at rank number 52 in the Czech Republic, which oh, I think yeah. is technically Chechia now. I think that's what it's called. But number 52... That like, is we're pretty halfway good. up the top 100 comedy podcasts <laughs> in in Chechnya, uh, Chechia, sorry. And um, so, I mean, I don't know how, um, but I, before we continue the podcast, I'd like to give a very warm welcome to all of our Czech listeners. Like, Thanks for being you know, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're here. We're glad you enjoy this glorious disaster we call a podcast. Um, I but believe I am... the correct thing to say is ahoy. Ahoy, pre- is yeah. that? In, oh, is it? Because I was in Prague recently. Oh, and that's true. We were looking up how to say like hi, and it's ahoy. That's which really nice. Is fascinating, and I wonder. I was wondering when we were there if that's how you say, like, if that's where the pirate greeting came from. Like, it has to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't say I know <laughs> too much about pirate history, but I don't know how much that region has um, had piracy. I don't know. That's. I don't know. It's fascinating, yeah. but I don't know how it happened. Um, I'm glad it's happened, like, but because it's it's not like we've done anything in particular to try and go big in Chechia. It's we don't mention anything particularly Czech, like unless it's part of our news story um, at the start. And it's not like we've done any marketing <laughs> to target the the Czech podcast space. So if you if you are one of these Czech listeners, please let us know how you found us because I I want to know how to get big in Chechia because I have this desire Ooh. now to be like to get to the top of the comedy podcast category in Chechia or at least at the very least top <laughs> 10. So if you tell us how you, you found us and so we know what to keep doing. I wonder, to, to make yeah, it to I wonder the how many comedy podcasts there that's are. The, that's the goal, like, that's the dream. Where, where do we kind of compare? 
Well, yeah, because oh, yeah, it must true. take them from all over so the world. So it's just whichever comedy well. podcast someone there listens to. Because... And then we get pulled into those ratings. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> this I don't is know, going I'm straight on it. our Instagram. Um, I'll get around it. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can... Oh, yeah, we just need to get some elbow grease in there and um, I think we'll be right up there with some of the best of the of the Czech podcasts. Um, so, to get us off to today, though, I have a story that brings us all the way over to Bangladesh where we meet a boy who is about Ooh. to suffer from success. He's about to overachieve. Now, this boy's name is Fahim uh, and he's from a place called Chittagong Port, which, as the name suggests, is a port town. Now... For him and his friends decide to play the classic childhood of game of hide-and-seek. And <laughs> I love a good game of hide-and-seek. It's one of the best games you can play as a kid. Uh, because, right, it's it truly is great. It doesn't require any equipment. Like, <laughs> you don't need a, a hide-and-seek board. Like, it's not one of those board games you have to buy. It costs no money. Yeah. Um, and it makes you feel like some sort of sneaky spy. And all you need is a place, <laughs> some friends, and um, a keen eye for a hiding spot. So... For him and his friends, they begin the game. They're at the actual port of the city, so in the sort of port area, the docks, I suppose you could call it. And so I'm imagining rows of shipping containers, like sneaky little alleyways between all the containers, and all sorts of machinery. And so for the purposes of, of purely finding a hiding spot, it is a great place to be, right? Um, now, of course, you can imagine several issues with hiding... Um, around a, 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 a dock or a shipping container yard. Um, and I feel like that's fairly clear. But, you know, I feel like in the, in the sense of a hide-and-seek game where you either get found mm. or at the end they give up and they call out your name, you'd be all right. Um, now, for him, he's one of the hiders uh, in this round, so he's got to find the best place to try and hide. <laughs> and he finds a, a really great spot. Uh, Amazing. He opens the door on a shipping container and he slips inside. Now, yeah, of course, you've you've got there are those those dangers, but you know you've got your safety nets of you either get found or someone calls out um, at the end and you come out of hiding. Uh, and those safety nets work really well. That is, of course, unless you fall asleep, oh, uh, no. which is exactly <laughs> what Fahim did. Now, yeah, he must have been waiting a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine how long you would have to be in a spot and how dedicated you'd have to yeah. be playing hide-and-seek to just call it a day. Be like, all right, <laughs> I'm in this for the long run. Uh, and boy, was Fahim in it for the long run because the next thing he knew, he was awake stuck inside a shipping container that was clearly moving somewhere. Oh, and no. that somewhere was all the <laughs> way over in the Malaysian town of Port Klang. <gasps> now, before I continue, I will just say that for him is doing very well. Like he was found by staff at the Malaysian port and was quickly taken to the hospital to be assessed and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, he's, and he, he's, he's uh, being processed by immigration to be able to go home. Oh, wow. Um, Longest game of hide-and-seek ever. Exactly, right? I genuinely think this boy should be given some sort of award or title as the accidental best hide-and-seek player of all time. I mean, falling asleep during a hide-and-seek game, I feel like generally I would consider that a bad tactic or poor form. Um, Mm. But as far as the game is concerned, he smashed it out of the park. His friends... They they still haven't like found him. Like they may know see him on the news and be like, oh, he's in Malaysia, but they haven't like <laughs> spotted him th- with their own eyes and like caught them. Um, so I feel like 
it's still going and to this at this point it is still uh being played out and it <laughs> i will also mention it was like six days six of travel days. time <gasps> that six he was in the shipping container that he was yeah which is what sounds horrific um that is but awful I, yeah, oh but all like yeah, he's fine, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I uh, like he's he's too good at hide and seek. I mean, for for now, at least uh, for for him, I would like to award him with the title of the Zap the Podcast official best hide and seek player. <laughs> um, because I agree. really, if this isn't the peak of overachievement, I I don't know what is. I think we've <laughs> we've done it. It can't be beaten. So today we're chatting about overachieving and John, I've been telling you a little bit about how recently I have moved out of home and I'm not sure I've actually mm. mentioned it on the podcast yet. It was very, no. yeah, it was very recent. It only just happened last week and the other night when we were recording the podcast, I was still in <laughs> in, in a bit of the moving shambles. Um, we didn't have internet, which... To be fair, it was something we should have organized earlier, but it's just, you know, we didn't really need it the first there's, few days. And there's then. There's so many things. I like, know. You can't keep track of everything. There's you know, so much. I mean, it's like. The moving shambles. Yeah. <laughs> I like that term as well, the moving shambles. <laughs> and, like, there's just so much extra responsibility that comes with moving out. Um, so much money because, you know, Cozzy lives. And um, Cozzy lives. <laughs> to throw it in there. Oh, oh, oh I'm annoyed that's made a return. <laughs> And yeah, there's just so much to organize and like we don't even have a couch yet because couches are actually really hard to get if you're getting them new because most of the ones you're like, oh, this one's really nice. And they're like, yeah, we can get that to you by May. And for context, when we're recording this, um, it's February. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> we don't really want to go that long without a couch. Really? Yeah. But we like you can't even just did you go to like Ikea? Oh, no, not, we didn't go to Ikea. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of other things from Ikea for this move. But oh, um, yeah. yeah, we got the couch from somewhere else. We ended up finding one that would come within a week. So it should be here on Friday. Oh, but okay. in the meantime, we just have these <laughs> two dining chairs in the middle of the room. <laughs> and it's like a very long room. So it looks very funny. And it's not really relaxing. You know, you come home from work and you just want to sit on the couch and take a deep breath. But we just kind of come home and we either sit on the floor (laughs) or we sit on these dining chairs like with a really tall back. But anyways, (laughs) so the thing that we desperately needed was internet because... Yeah, I couldn't do the recording podcast on Hotspot anymore. That was too stressful. Yeah. So <laughs> one time was enough. Yeah. And I was really determined to overachieve and set it all up myself. And by myself, I mean, I didn't want someone to have to come over and help. And I didn't want to have to wait for them to send a router. So my brother told me that you could buy the router yourself and then we could just plug it into the NBN and buy the internet plan and then it would work like that. And I was like, awesome. I can do that myself. So it seemed easy. Um, and it, <laughs> it what did I've, seem a little too easy. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I didn't realize, like I assumed, I don't know what I assumed actually, but I've, I think my family's always had, it. they just like send us one and then we go for it. Yeah. So I think I'd be out of my depth in this sort of scenario. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is because they can just send you one, but it was going to take three to five days and we we're like, we didn't really want to risk that. So, um, yeah. yeah. So I was very determined to overachieve and set it up myself, but it was 
so hard. And you know what made it so hard, Jono? And it took me what? about 24 hours in total to get this thing set really? up. Yeah. Um, from the time I first plugged it in to the time it actually started working, it was about 24 hours. And wow. the thing that made it so hard was that I needed internet to set up the internet. <laughs> it's just like, thank goodness I had 4G because otherwise what would I have done? Like I kept thinking during yeah. this whole process, like, if you actually didn't have internet and you needed internet, this would be so painful. Like, first of all, I needed internet to buy the internet plan. So I couldn't actually <laughs> have got the internet. Even if I'd had all the boxes, I couldn't have got the internet without having internet to buy the internet. I'm, I'm going to have to, like, try and figure out how many times we've said internet in this segment. <laughs> There's also like over the past 24 hours, I've been very confused what the difference between a modem and a router is. I still can't really tell you, but they're different apparently. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I agree. I know they're different, but I couldn't tell you exactly what each one, like what their specific role is. Yeah. I just know they work as a team to make internets happen. And well, I needed the internet to Google that, but I didn't <laughs> really have the internet. I needed the internet to get the confirmation email that was coming through. And I also needed the internet to Google every little thing because the router what i think is the router i didn't come with any instructions i'm like looking in the box no instructions i think that's they anticipate it to be so easy that you just literally plug it in buy the plan and go but so i'm having to google all these things i needed the internet to send photos of everything i was doing to my family to get their advice i was like is this plugged into the (laughs) right thing (laughs) is this what does this amber light mean is that bad like all all these different things that i needed the internet for and i still I mean, I had my 4G, but I was like, this is so much internet for someone who doesn't have internet. Have internet. <laughs> well, if you were in, if you were like in the middle of the bush, like, and you'd just gotten a, a property out, out in the sticks, like this would be so hard. Yeah. You'd either have no internet or uh, yeah, have to drive up to like the end of your street, which is 30 kilometers <laughs> yeah. long. To get internet at like the peak of a little mountain, exactly, or, or you'd just be like stuck and have to—I don't know. Yeah, I don't what know would how you do? do it then? Well, yeah. In know. the end, after you know needing the internet a lot, and I did ha- end up having to call the internet provider, who essentially w- what they did to fix it was a very fancy turn it off and on again from their end. Like I did one oh, okay. from my end, it didn't work, so they were like, "Okay, just give me one second and they turned it off from their end. And then I also had to like go into the uh, modem or the router settings, which made me feel like, and like change some things around, which made oh, me feel... Oh, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I felt like a spy or like a, like a <laughs> I don't know, a hacker. I'm hacking into yeah. the mainframe. <laughs> Literally what I felt like. So that bit felt really cool. And so when I did that and it worked, I was just, I felt like I had overachieved, but it had been a very, you know, painful road to get there. And it also reminded me of just this, this frustration of needing internet to get internet. There was also one, you know, very similar frustration that I know a lot of people feel, which is the needing scissors to open a pair of scissors oh, as well. Oh, yes. Like, okay. Why, why do these annoyances exist? But I'm glad. Well, I hope people out there have a way to, to get through them. But I yeah, feel like that, that, was- <laughs> that packaging they put scissors in, whoever invented that four scissors packaging is a moron. It's, it's outrageous. No one, no one can get into it without scissors. So if you have no pairs of scissors, you're stuck. You've you're got screwed. to go find a friend with scissors yeah. to open your scissors. 
It's like, I need help opening these scissors. Oh, you don't have any scissors? Well, I do, but they're in the packaging. Yeah. I can't open them. I've got scissors. I'll just buy some more scissors. Oh, they're also buy in the pack. I can't get yeah. them out. <laughs> I have 20 pairs of scissors and I can't use any of them. <laughs> now, I've spoken a little about my job uh, in school photography. This is post-cinema. PC, as it would be historically <laughs> written down. Um, and I, I've been doing it for over a year now, and I'm really happy. And that's something, um, you know, I, I really enjoy doing it. And, um, like, I think I really like it partially because it's also just not job hunting. Like, it's I don't mm. have to job hunt. I have a job because I really, really hate job hunting. It's, <laughs> it's not fun for a variety of reasons. I think a lot of people would agree. But... One of the things that makes me the most stressed about job hunting is the interviews. Oh, right? for sure. <laughs> it's oh, it's just such a, like, I I can speak, like, for ages. And people <laughs> at work will tell you I can I speak a lot. But when I'm in that sort of pressured scenario, yeah, it's just Yeah, you, like, have awful. to say the right things. And if you don't say yeah. one thing, they're like, oh, why didn't they say that? It's, yeah, it's a very forced talking environment, which is stressful. Yeah. Oh, it stresses me out so much. But uh, this week, I saw an idea online to turn interviews in your favour. Um, because Ooh. in an interview, like you always feel like you're on the back foot, like mm. justifying your value to someone who just wants to fill a position. But someone on Reddit uh, by the name of JW mm. uh, came up with a genius <laughs> I'd hire way. Them. To, to, exactly, they came up with a genius way to throw off the interviewer. Um, now. JWO, or I think I'm going to call them J for brevity, um, they were tired of always being asked in interviews what their biggest strength was. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've got to agree, it's an annoying question uh, because you don't want to be too up yourself and seem arrogant, but you also don't want to say a safe, like, cop-out answer, which countless other applicants have probably mm. already said. And so what Jay did was have a stack of business cards made up that simply read... <laughs> my ability to anticipate so that whenever they're asked what their biggest strength is, they just whip out one of these cards, these pre-prepared cards, much to the surprise of the interviewer that just says my ability to anticipate as an answer to that question. And I thought that was genius. Um, (laughs) It's so fun. You can do it ahead of time. Um, Maybe the interview will get a little laugh out of it. I don't know. I don't know how effective it would be, but I thought it was hilarious. And so this sort of prompted me to come up with some interesting most likely terrible, but kind of funny answers to interview questions. <laughs> okay. And so I've got a few questions here that I want to tackle. And the first of those is, um, where do you see yourself in five years? And I, I think it can be a fair enough question. But the reason that I have a gripe with this particular question is most of the interviews that I've done, I was doing like in my mid to late teens. <laughs> And so I couldn't have told you what my plans for the weekend were, let alone five years down the track. So I feel like for this question, I'd want to throw something completely left field at them. Um, And in, if I was asked this question in an interview, um, I would, I'd like to, I don't know if I would, if I was in an actual (laughs) interview, but I'd like to stick with my ultimate dream job and tell them that I want to resuscitate the industry of fruit yellers as a loud bloke (laughs) yelling in front of a fruit store. I'm really set on this. I think that'd be such a fun job. That's inspiring. And, um, if you said that, I think you should. Yeah, I think I should. Um, or at, like maybe the goal is just to own my own fruit store. 
Um, mm. I'll let other people run it and I'll just yell out the front. <laughs> and then it'll, it'll be Jono's fruit store. And the first pe- person they'll see is Jono yelling out the front about how good the fruit is. That's so, good marketing. <laughs> that's great marketing. Um, the next question um, is, it's kind of... I feel like this isn't, like, that funny of an answer, but it's kind of a sick burn to the question, why should I hire you? Uh, Because I really hate this question because I feel like it's... It's so lazy because it's so, it's broad. so broad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it lacks any sort of direction for the person answering it, and it's difficult to answer like well without knowing exactly what characteristics they're looking for in mm. a candidate. So, my answer to why they should hire me would be so I can come up with better interview questions than this garbage. <laughs> I think that's. <laughs> I'd throw that back at them. I wouldn't get the job. Um, no. <laughs> but I'd get one up on on that question. Oh, right. It would and make I you feel of, good. <laughs> Except it for would, the fact it that would, you wouldn't have the job. <laughs> I'd have to though, then apply for a bunch more jobs yeah. and try and get another interview to hopefully not ruin this time. <laughs> but I feel like with this kind of question, there should be some sort of interviewee, um, like almost like a union set up for the sole purpose <laughs> of getting all interviewees to answer dumb questions like this in the same way. Because if every candidate for a job answers these uncreative, unhelpful questions in the same way, it means that question is like obsolete. If everyone just mm. says the same thing, they may as well not ask it. And so that, I've, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a brainstorm a I've had. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it would work uh, in terms of a union. Um, I don't feel like I'm the person to start up a union, but that's I'm going to let that out there. That's a free yeah. one uh, for the world. Uh, so <laughs> take it or leave it. Um, but rant aside, I came up with one last answer that I think you'll like, uh, and it's for what could be considered the most annoying question to answer in an interview. And that question is, what is your greatest weakness? I knew it was going to be that one. <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Everyone hates it um, because... In an interview, which is all about promoting yourself and your skills, Mm -hmm. what is your greatest weakness is such an irritating question (laughs) because you don't want to, like, say something... You don't want to say anything too big, like, too big of a weakness because then you seem like a worse candidate. But you also don't want to give a cop-out answer because then they'll be like, oh, okay, they didn't answer the question properly. Is the cop-out answer like um, the, well, I guess sometimes, you know, I just work a bit too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm just a little too good at my job. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I'm always bad at going home on time. I always stay around the office late. Oh, I really, oh, I'm so bad at balancing my life with my job. Job always takes priority. That's the kind of cop-out answer, right? But my genius answer is um, it's like an interview get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, Because when they ask you what your greatest weakness is, you simply reply with interviews or interviewing and you've won. Bam. You've done it. Because if you do really well in the interview, they'll just assume that you're even better at everything else and you'll get the job. But even if you interview poorly, they'll appreciate the honesty and they'll keep in mind that you're not great at interviews when considering you for the position. Oh my gosh, so they'll like have a little bit of sympathy for you as well. Well, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll have the sympathy, but then they'll be like, well, this person might actually be great for the job and maybe they're just bad at interviewing. So oh. it's kind of a win-win. No matter how you do in the interview, that is a favourable answer to give. I like it. I've cracked the code. <laughs> you <have>. um, uh, <laughs> Send that to the union. uh, Yeah, to the union. (laughs) I mean, for more business tips uh, and interview answers, uh, check out my website, hireolower.biz, and hire is spelled H I R E. Oh, Oh, wow. (laughs) 
There are some weird things that people really overachieve at out there. And I was doing a little bit of research, Jono, and I found out that there is cell phone throwing, um, a cell phone throwing competition in Finland, which didn't know was a thing, but it is. (laughs) There's also in England, the world pea shooting competition. And yeah, England is also home of the world toe wrestling championships. (laughs) But oh, which is exactly like the what it sounds. Yeah. Spectator sport. <laughs> Terrible. I saw an image and I was like, oh, that's enough for me. Yep, none of that. <laughs> but there is one competition that went viral recently on TikTok and it comes from Iowa in the US. And that is the husband calling competition. Now, I need to feel I feel like we really just need to listen to it uh, to believe it. But I'll give it a little <laughs> yeah. bit of background first. So the competition is a. I couldn't really find out how many years old, but it's years old. And it's a tradition at the Iowa State Fair where there are similar competitions, including a mum calling competition, for example, which (laughs) probably the same kind of idea. And it features about 12 to 15 entries per year. So it's a a small pool, um, but tough competition nevertheless. So as you might be able to guess from the title, The Husband Calling Competition, it involves people getting up and calling for their husband or a hypothetical husband as well. I read of some people going up and, you know, they just want to compete, which is totally cool. Well, yeah. They, yeah. They, they don't want to be in a You don't it. have to be married to compete. No, you Surely just have to not. call. You don't have to have a husband. That'd <laughs> exactly. That would be outrageous. What a bar to entry. <laughs> exactly. So I couldn't find any information whatsoever on how it's judged, but I guess like most, <laughs> like most artistic sports, it's very subjective. So yeah. <laughs> however the judge feels. Now, I know what you're all thinking. What are they playing for? Well, mostly mm. it's the glory and the title of being, <laughs> okay. you know, the ultimate husband caller, <laughs> I assume is the title. Um, <laughs> because if you don't come first, you get a ribbon just for participating. And if you come first... Okay. Apparently, you just get $5. Five bucks. <laughs> yeah, so I hope I hope that they're getting a ribbon as well as the $5, but maybe the title yeah. is enough. Um, and I was looking up at some of the past winners, and apparently there was a woman called Rose who um, entered, and she has won once before, and after she won, she retired. I think she'd done it for like 15 <laughs> years or something like that, and it, so once she was a professional husband caller, she retired and she had professional. some. <laughs> that $5, she I guess paid, technically yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is payment. So that makes you a professional. <laughs> so her secrets to success were that she thinks it's helpful to have a husband with two syllables in their first name. And for her, that oh, is yeah. Clifford. Um, not that oh, I think yeah. Clifford is a really good name to yell, to be honest. No. Do, you, do you think she at first maybe had like a husband called Steve and then he's like, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I don't know if this is working, Steve. I need a husband with a, with a two syllable name. This isn't we've giving me the title that I want. <laughs> yeah, we've got to cut ties. <laughs> and her other tip was that um, she need that you need to get a lot of practice in before the big day. And this is a quote from Rose about practicing. She wrote, um, I do practice on my husband, but I do more practicing on my grandson and my camping club. <laughs> so I feel, feel sorry for the grandson and camping club who are um, getting some yelling. <laughs> um, but Someone yelling out at camping club. It's supposed to be like a, a very calming, peaceful yeah. kind of experience camping. And it's... Clifford! <laughs> Clifford! 
That sounds spot on to what we're about to hear. Maybe I I should enter. I think it's time we jump in. And this clip is from the 2017 Championships. And in this clip, they play the top five contestants, starting with the person who came fifth and finishing on the winner. So let's give it a listen. Are we ready, Jono? I'm so ready. All right, let's hit play. Let's go. Bob! 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 Oh, Bob. Hurry up! I don't want to be late! Hypothetical Hurry situation. Yeah. Robert, Dean, oh, full name. Oh, <laughs> the Yoo-hoo. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. This is like yodeling. Yeah, this one's quite gentle. <laughs> oh, I didn't think that last. Sounds like Michael Jackson a little bit. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's. Oh my gosh. Oh, and this is the winner. Oh my gosh. Can you hear me? That's good. You get yes. yourself in here right now. Okay. <laughs> Come oh my on. gosh. That's terrifying. You know you're going to be late again, and you know that I want to get there on time. Roy! Roy, 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 Roy! I love the lead up to that last one. Roy, 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 the little innocent way she hands the mic back. (laughs) She seems like, apart from this competition, she's like the sweetest, lovely little old lady. (laughs) This is is where the claws come out. I love how some of them took the approach of like, it wasn't just calling their name. I had a little bit of a backstory. Like, you know we're going to be late again and I want to be on time. Method acting. (laughs) Maybe there's points for the story and that's why she won. Yeah, true. I suppose, yeah, um, unless we get a rubric of what they're actually judging for, that that very well could be a part of it. (laughs) I'll get Zap Legal on it. Surely they can find the official Yeah, they can get to the bottom of this. (laughs) I'm kind of amazed at that because I, I, yeah, again, I don't know how it would be judged, but I also... I kind of feel like, especially the the last person who was screaming for Roy, <laughs> they they feel like they could be like a teacher. Yes. I feel like that's they look like and sound like they could be a teacher, and they just have like a, uh, I don't know, just a very um, harsh but fair sort of like that's true. Uh, sound to their voice. And she so definitely they kind gets of be points a strict for that. Teacher. <laughs> harsh yeah. but fair. Te- <laughs> yeah, teacher vibes plus four points. <laughs> Um, but that does sort of bring us around to the end of yet another Is That The Podcast episode, um, getting ever closer to 100, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, so make sure to check us out on social media. We are mm-hmm. at Zap The Podcast on Instagram, um, also other places, but Instagram's the place to be. Uh, and oh, TikTok as well. Uh, still near, there's, a, there's a great TikTok uh, clip I've been sitting on that I need to post. Um, <laughs> And I just, I don't I haven't done it. I don't know why. Yeah. Let's get on <laughs> it. my mind. Let's get on it. Um, so this is, yeah, this is, uh, I've said it on the podcast now, so I have to do it. Um, yes. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we'll hold you to, to it, Jono. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've said a lot of things. <laughs> We've said a lot of things. Um, but also check out our merch store, which is zapthepodcast.theprintbar.com.au. Uh, and that is the place where we have merch available. You can go and have a squiz, see what we've got there, um, and anything you buy will be supporting us directly, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, and um, that's that's about all for us today. So thank you again very much for listening. Thank you to our Czech listeners. Yes. Uh, keep it happening. <laughs> Let us know how you found out about us. Ahoy. Uh, and, we'll, <laughs> ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you on the next episode of Zap. 
Bye. Bye.